There is a war being waged on our police officers. There is an oppressive force in the way that criminal justice engages with black bodies. And it becomes unrepairable. It doesn't take a lot for things to spiral out of control. Put their minds somewhat at ease when they're out here on the streets and not be so aggressive because they're supposed to protect and serve not kill us all. They want to invite for coffee and dinner. People who tweet out support of convicted cop killers. Most of you guys don't know what it's like to be followed in the store for no reason, to be stopped and pulled over for no reason. It's simply not going to end. Thanks for being with us today. I'm Todd Zwillick, and let's go to Hartford, Connecticut now. Over the last several weeks, we've been speaking directly to police officers to get a sense of their lives and their concerns. It's all part of our series to serve and protect life behind the blue line. The police department in Hartford is taking an aggressive approach to transparency and accountability, and Brian Foley is part of it. My name is Deputy Chief Brian Foley with the Hartford Police Department in Hartford, Connecticut. I've been here for 23 years. I was hired in 1994, started out as a patrolman. After about eight years, I was put in the Detective Bureau Homicide Division. After that, I became a supervisor and was eventually put into the Internal Affairs Division. Uh, one of the few cops that you'll talk to that have arrested other police officers. Eventually, I was the commander of Internal Affairs. From there, I was put back on the street again uh, on our Frog Hollow, our largely Latino community, probably my favorite assignment. And then after that, I was back in major crimes, homicide. Uh, and then shortly thereafter that, I got promoted to deputy chief. It's been frustrating more recently, the way media has covered police over the last four or five years on a national level. I've watched media eviscerate politicians, eviscerate administrations here in the police department. Our police department had tumultuous relationships with media for the most part of my career, the beginning part of my career. Uh, so about five years ago, when approached, I couldn't wait for the opportunity to represent our police department and start working on a true communication strategy to give people an honest look at what happens at our police department here in the city of Hartford and an honest look at the great work that the women and men of our police department do. You know, everyone judges people, unfortunately, by the roles that they're in. All doctors right now are under the spotlight for prescribing meds. When doctors in Florida are over prescribing meds, you know, people think that doctors back here in Connecticut are doing the same thing. And for police officers, it's worse. And it's such a wide variety of police officers and police philosophies. You know, you're going to have a lot of variations. And unfortunately, people that are outside of law enforcement don't realize that and kind of just clump us all together. We were in the unfortunate or fortunate position here in Hartford to watch how other police departments made mistakes communication-wise nationally. Look at what the police departments put out after there's a police shooting. Probably the most critical time for police communications to exist and be strong. And you've watched police communications falter. You're waiting a week before you find out the names of the officers involved. You're waiting days after events and weeks and months before you really start to learn what really happened. Uh, here in the city of Hartford, we've done that drastically different. When we've had bad incidents, we are out in front of it. We had a police shooting here. Within 12 hours, we had put out the officers' names, rank, internal affairs histories. We played the audio from the, the incident, showed pictures from the incident, and tried to get as much out there as possible. We've been so transparent and so honest. Problem is, the frustration comes at a national level, both in big media and then social media and small media. You know, when a, when a cop screws up 2,000 miles away in some small town in Ohio that we've never heard of, 
it reflects badly on us here. Bad things are happening nationally, but look at all the great stuff that's going on in your own city is what we're trying to tell everybody. You look at how transparent we are. We talk about the bad things that happen in our city and the violence that happens in our city. You can bet two towns away in some of the richest suburbs in this country, if something violent happens in their town, they'd like to keep that as quiet as possible. The problem is when you do that, you're not building transparency. And you need to have a, a good record of transparency, not when something bad happens, but you know, years and years and years in advance. And that's an infrastructure that a police department needs to build and it starts at the top with the top's philosophy and how they're going to approach transparency. As police officers, geez, for a hundred years we've been our own worst enemy. When you see police officers talk on TV, uh, how, how are they usually dressed? They're in a uniform, their hats screwed down over their nose, they're talking in a military tone, they're putting out as little information as possible. It doesn't cast us as human beings, it casts us as, as these military soldiers. And Think about what the uniform means. You know, to, maybe the uniform to me means pride and respect and dignity. You know, but you know, you drive two blocks north from our police station, and the uniform means a whole lot of other things. It means racism, systemic bias, police brutality. You got people that lived through the riots in the '60s here in the city of Hartford that don't exactly love the police uniform. They don't exactly love police uh, dogs, and they don't like cops walking around with rifles. And, and when, when you have to understand that when you're putting your message out there, who you're talking to, and and who you're trying to build trust with. You know, you're not going to have communication without trust. What have you done to build trust prior to something bad happening? Something bad's going to happen. You know, at some point in every city in this country, a cop's going to shoot somebody. And, it, and it's, it's how are you prepared for that when it does happen? Are you going to hide things? You know, are you going to be transparent? Are you going to be open to community? On our last police shooting, uh, we called community members, some of our neighborhood leaders and, and some of our faith-based people, we called them down to the scene as it was happening. You know, that's the kind of trust you need from your people in your community and your city when something bad does happen. How are you prepared to deal with it when it does? Look at social media. Go to some of your, your, your big national police departments and look at their social media pages. See if they put up mug shots. If a police department's putting up a mug shot, what is that? That's really a trophy shot. It's like shooting a deer and hanging the head on your wall. You look at some police departments, and I hate to pick on Baltimore. Just go to Baltimore's website and look at the pictures of their mugshots. What do all the mugshots look like? You know, you'll go 10, 12 brown people in a row before you find somebody, uh, a white person on there. So what, what's Baltimore saying? What, what are police departments saying? We arrest brown people. That's what we do. And you're putting their mugshot out there. And now you've upset that person, that person's family, and that person's friends, most likely the whole neighborhood, or anyone that, that has a, a positive relationship with that person's mugshot who's up there. Now you talk about reentry. That, uh, that person has to come out of jail at some point. And when he does... His picture's on your website or on your social media page. And when, when he's trying to get a job, an employer's going to search it, and that's where they're going to find it. That's damaging. In some way, we've been our own worst enemy. Um, I don't think it's fair. I certainly don't think that the national dialogue about how police officers uh, are is fair. Um, but again, communication-wise, across the country for the last 50 to 100 years, we've been, uh, been our own worst enemy. And our, our marketing certainly and needs to change. That was Deputy Chief Brian Foley of the Hartford Police Department. And if you're in law enforcement and would like to speak with us, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 8778-MY-TAKE. The Takeaway is supported by Staples, offering technology solutions for businesses, from laptops and tablets to smartphones, and including tech services like setup, repair, and tech security. More at staplesandstaples.com. Staples, it's pro time.